Hello, welcome to the Life Done Differently podcast with me, Neil Whitten, and my co-host Ray Richards. Join us on our journey to find out what separates the doers from the thinkers. Hello listeners, this is Ray. Uh, This is one of our wrap-up episodes where Neil and I discuss what we've learned from our conversations with guests over the last six months or so. One thing I've become crystal clear about is the power of conversations. Most of our conversations have lasted between an hour and two hours, and I think that's been crucial. It means we haven't had to rush things. It means we've had time to explore subjects in some reasonable depth, to go off at a tangent and come back again, hopefully. And possibly most importantly, it's provided us with an opportunity to get to know one another. And as we do, the conversation seems to improve. Um, Or it does if all parties want to have a genuine conversation. If somebody just wants to repeat the same old stories and isn't prepared to question their validity in any way, then it's not really a conversation. When we say things rather than think things, it is different, or at the very least it should be. When I think about a conversation, um, it's very different to my internal dialogue. It's an opportunity to clarify my thoughts on a subject with the help of somebody else who's acting as a sounding board. It's an opportunity to learn and it's an opportunity for me to share a new story about myself for the first time and see how it fits, see how it feels. Like me introducing myself as the host of a podcast for the first time. It was very different and it was a strange feeling, but I don't know why I didn't do it before because it is what I've been doing for a while now. So anyway... So we discussed the importance of a support team, but it, it now I now sort of realise that these are these are people we have proper conversations with when we're looking to change our story. Conversations, proper conversations, seem like a really good place to start that process of change. Anyway, I hope we enjoy this conversation between Neil and myself. Free, feel free to start one with us at Life Done Diff, and we'll do our best to become a part of your support team. Cheers, enjoy. Hello, Ray. Hello, Neil. <laughs> Bit of a scratchy voice. So much talking. Yeah, we've been... So we're at Portmore Cottage, which we've mentioned in... Uh, I think we mentioned it in a very early episode. We might have mentioned it a couple of times since, but it's your shed on stilts. In it's a, a shed. It's a... It's a cottage. Yeah, so, but I brought my camping gear. Yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but we're, so it sits on a on an estuary in Essex. You bought it with a few mates, and it's actually a really lovely place to be, isn't it? It is. Because it overlooks some nice water, and it's quite basic, but it's got all of the things we need, a little wood-burning stove, and we've been here for... Two days. Two days, and we are here... Well, we've been... We, it's our retreat really isn't it this this is our our life done differently retreat where actually what happened is we recorded a <laughs> wrap-up episode which we've mean, been meaning to do for ages a couple of months ago and it was we were both quite pleased with it and then what happened it's an accident neil it's just an accident <laughs> <laughs> i deleted it accidents will happen so you deleted it accidentally but that was okay because what we wanted to do in the wrap-up episode was try and point at some of the things we've learned so far from all the conversations we've had with people about how people live their life differently and where change comes from but actually since 
the incident. <laughs> Is that how we're referring to? Yeah. Delete gate. Yeah, delete gate. <laughs> we uh, we have now we're, we're now doing. There's a few talks coming up. Um, the one which we didn't expect which um there's still quite a lot of anticipation around is TEDx Brighton so i'm going to be going going to be speaking there and um and that's going to be very much around change as a super skill and how do people change and we're going to draw upon all the stuff we've learned from the podcast and the stories in the podcast um and there's a couple other talks as well coming up one with Bruce Daisley who you'll remember from a previous episode as well. So if you want to, if you want to come and meet us or or hear us talk about any of this stuff, then tweet us and we'll tell you more about that. Or just get tickets to TEDx Brighton. Uh, but we thought what we'd do is have a go now that we've spent um, literally the last fifteen hours talking <laughs> about all sorts of different aspects of things that we've learned. Notice you're more hoarse than I am. Yeah, I've been, been doing more talking. <laughs> Uh, we thought it'd be a good opportunity to redo the, the wrap-up episode and say a little bit about what we feel we've learned so far. Yep, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, lots of learnings. So, uh, I think probably the what the first big main point is this idea that the thing that enables us or the thing that holds us back more often than not, or maybe always, is the stories that we tell ourselves. Correct. And we can see that in almost every conversation we've had with everyone on the podcast so far. Uh, yeah, and we can see it in our own lives too. Yeah. And so what what does that what does that mean? It means that without realising it, stories tend to get embedded. Um and we start and it's easy for us to revert to autopilot when we think about who we are and we define ourselves and we put ourselves into the world because we use the story as a shortcut to um, communicate what we're about with other people but the thing is with change we were talking about we were sort of joking about even though we've been doing the podcast for a decent amount of time now and we've spoken to some great people we've learned loads of stuff um, we still don't describe ourselves as podcast hosts and we kind of this is a bit of an in joke between Ray and I now that um, I don't know at what point we will be happy describing ourselves as that. But we talked to Mike Dix recently about um, the moments where he was starting to become, or he was a really credible um, illustrator and artist. He'd he'd got some awards. He'd done lots of good work. Um, he was getting paid for it. You know, he he, he had was, an audience. He had an audience. Liked what he was doing. Yeah. So he had all of the requisite skills, but yet. He hadn't swapped out his story at no. that point. Um, so I think there's something to take from that in that it, it's very important that the story that you define yourself with what is working for you. And I think if your story is not working for you, you know it deep down. You know, something doesn't feel right. But you may ignore it. You can ignore it, yeah. And equally... And we do. And equally the world can change your story without you wanting that to happen yeah um, you can be made redundant yeah you can you can suddenly lose people not be you married. care about yeah yeah so i think the key point is to get good at knowing what your story is listening to it knowing whether or not it is right whether it's come to the end whether it's in a state where it it's had its day and it's now being eroded over time um, 
and when you need a new story to to build your new story and to go exploring take some action and um and then commit to the new story and a good test that we've been talking about is thinking about how you answer the question what do you do or how do you spend your time um and i think that tends to be quite a good cue for how you define yourself and what those story what those stories are so i think the point that how you how those stories feel yeah or how you express them how they how they're embedded do they feel right when you say it yeah. does it feel right or does it feel wrong yeah and then when so when you but when you commit to action the point really there is you're swapping a story for a better story and by and to do it you've got to be very clear about what that new story is and you've got to be comfortable telling people so you said just a minute ago like this like if you tell one person that's your moment where you that you've now adopted that story you've put it out into you've the put world put it out into the world but now you may as well tell everybody you may you, you know update your linkedin profile uh, at some if we if we if we want to say we are now podcast hosts probably the best way to do it is to start telling people we're podcast hosts it wouldn't it would be completely reasonable to do it um, i'm not sure we're ready for it yet and i've done it yeah you tried it didn't you yeah, yeah. and it felt quite good so mm. um i've done it once so there you go so uh thing yeah thing number one an overarching theme is the stories that we tell ourselves and how they fuel um what we do and that we can change them if we want to change those stories yeah or or they can be the brakes yeah they can slow us down they can well. slow us down or they can speed us up yeah and the right stories speed us up and the wrong stories slow us down yeah um and then the other things that we thought would be useful is would be to to, to pull out a number of components ingredients that have come up in the various different conversations we've had so far and just really make mention to some themes that we think are really critical to change and to and to um getting a a new life life a life done differently so this for the first one that I'll mention is this idea of um being childlike and that's come up in a number of conversations the idea of people knowing feeling like they're they're being childlike in their behaviors and we've we've thought about this a lot and and then we've we've talked about you know what what is it to be childlike children tend to not have fear in the same way that we have fear because they don't know what to be fearful of so they tend to be much more um open to new experiences and they tend to do those things with humor and with optimism and uh, and they're kind of pretty confident that if often naively so but they're confident that if something doesn't go their way that someone's going to fix it for them someone's going to sort it out and i think that there are uh, some good metaphors in there for why it's good to 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 be childlike in um especially when you're experiencing change or you're looking for change because often one of the biggest inhibitors is fearing something fearing the unknown and also we tend to be pretty serious we tend to be locked into our existing stories as we just said and and i think the other thing is that we worry about what other people think yeah yeah and and, and, and children and kids don't. don't yeah yeah you know they're pretty self um absorbed yeah and that's a good thing when you're exploring yeah uh so and be, being uncomfortable and getting into the unknown is exciting 
It doesn't. It doesn't uh, have to be ooh, something. It's not always exciting. Well, it's, as long as as long as the step isn't so such a big step that you're 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 taking unnecessary risk. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure everybody sees it like that. Um, in fact, I would say, I think. I think ultimately people's experience of stepping into the unknown is positive, you know, almost always positive. If they've taken the step um, under their own steam, Mm. they've decided to to take that step, but it is an uncomfortable feeling. I'm thinking about Alistair and um, the point where he, he's, he's, an adventurer you know he's 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 absolutely an adventurer he's done all sorts of incredible things but he wasn't feats. was he? he was a science teacher <laughs> no before sorry before, like so he was he, he was going to be a science teacher then he becomes very credible adventurer over <coughs> 10 years uh national geographics adventurer of the year there's, there's no there's no much there's no more credibility than he needs to be an adventurer yeah but when he realizes that it's not doing it for him anymore when that story um has ended is complete and he needs a new story it's done its job it's done its job the childlike bit is that idea of what playing a violin in front of people where he can't really play it very well yeah and just relying on kind of goodwill and human yeah. instinct in a, in a, a way a child in a way a, a childlike child endeavor yeah, yeah exactly yeah. a childlike endeavor yeah and he it it, it, it everything about that experience is exactly it kind of looks like the way a child would take that thing on and so to see somebody that credible as an adventurer using that as a tactic in order to move into the next story says a lot doesn't it well it's interesting isn't it because he stopped doing the adventures as we would see them rowing across the atlantic because he knew he could do it yeah yeah. They, they, it run its course. That's it. He wasn't getting anything. He wasn't learning anything new. Yeah. So he had to change his view on what adventure was. And the way he did that was and to be way, yeah. was to be childlike. Uh, yeah. Well, it's one I of the, one so. of the ways. It's a tool, yeah. right? So next one, which again's come up so many times, is the importance of a support team. Yeah. And what what we think that means is. Uh, we we've been uh, talking about that as allies so when you're on a journey of change in order to get through the hard times and to get to your destination it's very likely that other people are going to prop you up it's very likely that other people are going to be there when it's got really hard yeah they're going to catch you when you're going to catch you and 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 equally they're going to come to the table with new skills yeah um that that aren't your strengths to yeah, help to help you when you're lost, yeah, they will provide some direction. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, this idea has come up all the time, and I think the thing that we should take from it, that everyone should take from it, is um, y- y- think about who your support team is. I think often the support team's pretty clear. We we we've been talking over the last couple of days of who our support teams and our allies have been in various different mm. endeavours, and it's interesting. Just even if, as we've discussed it, we've thought about people and ways of looking at people where it hasn't been immediately clear it sort of takes a conversation and a good look to really notice it sometimes yep but it's it's very clear that the importance of allies and your support team um in life is you're going to get a lot more out yeah and i think one of the things that we discussed was the fact that these people have got to want the same as you 
They want they, you to succeed. They want you to succeed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In your endeavor. In, yeah, they're your, chi- they, your they cheerleading. They want the story, the story that you want to tell to come true. True. Yeah. That, to, that, to feel real. They're cheerleading for you. They that's want, right. They yeah. want you to achieve that. And future. they genuinely will punch the air when you achieve what you set out to yeah, achieve. That's right. That's um, right. And they will feel good about it. They'll get something from it. Yeah. Um, and and those those people are not sometimes who you think they might be. Yeah, agreed. And they, they've I think one of the things we haven't discussed, uh, we might have discussed it. I can't remember. But it, they have to be on balance. They have to be positive. They have to, they have to believe in moving forward. They can't be. Well, a cheerleader, yeah. if you think about the role of a cheerleader, a grumpy cheerleader doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cheerleaders are upbeat, aren't they? And they're positive and, they're, and yeah. they've got energy. And I, there's a reason for that yeah. because they're trying to pass the energy on. Yeah. So I agree that I think, yeah, you're looking for people that are cheerleaders, that are supportive, that are upbeat and that are positive and yeah. that want to see you succeed. Yeah. It's those people. Yeah. Next one is trading with other currencies oh yeah this has come up a lot yeah and it's come up in slightly different contexts so bruce daisley when he wanted to get jobs that felt like they might have been out of reach to other people like him he decided that he wouldn't submit normal cvs he talks about this idea of using a middle lane, this lane that no one else knows about. And for him, that was drawing personalised cartoons as a creative way to be able to demonstrate the way that he was and thought about a potential job. Yeah, they called um, him Cartoon Boy. Cartoon Boy, yeah. And <coughs> what he was really doing was he was using a different currency. So the currency most people use when they apply for a job is to use their skills, experience, grades, yeah. previous jobs and references in the form of um, a one or two page document to represent who they are. And the status quo says that's what you're supposed to do. But trading with another currency is you don't have to do that. No one said you have to do that. You right. can take a risk and you can see what happens. And sometimes trading with a different currency gets you different results yeah uh, you know and i think bruce would say it himself it's about getting noticed yeah 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 in that instance it was it was absolutely about getting noticed but we've also noticed this idea of trading with a different currency in slightly slightly different context so when we think about rick and henrietta and you know both burnt out in the jobs that they were doing and didn't feel as though they had balance in their lives and what they realized when they dissected their stories at the time was that they were favoring you know they were chasing money chasing some status and chasing money and they what what they decided in their kind of deliberate action was what if you trade money for time Mm. so if we if we had less money we wouldn't be able to have as many of the things that we have at the moment but we could get more time as a byproduct of that because they began to understand that the things that the money was buying them weren't helping them achieve what they wanted with their life it, w- it wasn't making their story any better no no and, no. They, and Poss- i think possibly even worse yeah exactly and so they were ready for a new story and that story yeah. was much more about um 
like yeah time and space and ex exploration and um a, a kind of a rediscovery maybe yeah an opportunity to create new stories yeah yeah and so i think maybe like an underlying theme for me on trading with other currencies is you it's often easy to limit yourself in your belief around change because of the currencies in particular money that you think enable you or prevent you from achieving certain things and the truth is that there are lots of different types of currency and yeah. and you can swap currencies out you can trade currencies yes so yeah. when, when you feel as though you're being limited by a currency be that time or money or anything else um then maybe think about how you could use another currency in its place yeah and if you're in any doubt then it is worth looking at and we probably mentioned it before the regrets of the dying you know and the currencies that people the things that people the regrets that people have are not living a life truer to themselves um not spending as much time with their loved ones you know these are not the currencies that sometimes that we value now yeah um and it's a shame if we leave it too late and i think that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to understand how we and other people can ensure we're trading with the right currencies now not understanding that we were trading with the current wrong currencies throughout our life and we can live a life that's slightly different and trading with different currencies yeah yeah agreed so there were three key things that came out mm. yeah i think if i think the starting point is the noticing bit you know noticing being really trying to be as conscious as you possibly can trying to not live a life on autopilot where you just accept things have got what well, things have, things have become too known um yes possibly yeah i think that's i think that's that's definitely right but they could also become too unknown yeah you know it, but it, it's it, it's noticing that things don't feel right yeah um and i think just too often we are on autopilot we don't even question we think that that feeling is normal that feeling of stress anxiety um that feeling that you just don't want to get out of bed you know that's something to notice well we we also mentioned earlier that quote from steve jobs where he used to get up every morning look in the mirror and say am i excited about the day and if too many days in a row he wasn't excited then he'd change it yeah and i think that that's a really nice analogy to to hold on to and to remember because life is definitely finite so you've only got so much time and the world will change you almost certainly but you can change as well you yeah know, it's no, within I, it's absolutely. within your control I, I think this is another important point that we've we've probably covered this morning when we were talking rather than yesterday and and that is that 
change the the rate of change is increasing yeah if you look if you look externally and you look at like, look look at the world we were talking about how i think when i was born there was something something in the order of like three and a half billion people on the planet yeah and today we are plus seven billion yeah so so we've we've more than doubled yeah and it's not just that you know technology yeah you, you know you can't get away from the environment um, lots of things are changing and you know you you've got a choice you can either wait for your story to be changed yeah which inevitably it will be it, it will be changed at some point yeah um now that may be a slow process you may and you may not notice it because it's so such a slow gradual process um but it might equally just happen to you as we said redundancy failed relationships and then suddenly that happens and then everything changes mm. so it happens to you or you can take what i think is still quite a brave thing to do but it's a really necessary thing to do and that is to go and seek it yeah and experiment yeah. it with it in really small steps to make it bearable. And you, the and thing is, maybe like, exciting. We talk, this may not be completely clear to everyone that's listening to this podcast yet. But the reason we're doing this, the reason we get inspired by people who live their life differently, is because change is hard, and yet with change, I I do strongly believe you get you get the best out of life. Oh, if yeah. you're going to take, if you're going to live consciously and you're going to take control, notice when things don't feel right, yeah. and then take personal responsibility to change those things uh, in a controlled way, then you're going to get a lot more out of life, like yeah, because yeah. because because you can take on change, and when when things happen to you, which they inevitably will, they don't break you. No, but if you, because you've got used to that process of change, it's quite a familiar feeling. Mm. It's less daunting than it was before. You know how to do it. You've been there, done it. In the same way that Alistair had been there, done the big adventures, he just got used to it. And if he'd have rode across the Atlantic, that was his first adventure, it would have been hugely scary and exhilarating. And he would have felt all those emotions that you feel when you step into the unknown, like... Um, he would have been doing but he'd done he'd been through all those things before okay it wasn't in a boat and it wasn't you know across the atlantic but he felt all those feelings before and he knew that he'd cope mm. and so he needed another adventure yeah so yeah i think what we're trying to say very clearly is that stepping into the unknown seeking change in small steps is a really brilliant way of a getting what you want um and you may not get it straight away it may be part of a process it in fact it will be um but it's sure as hell better than waiting for it to happen to you because you're in control you're in the driving seat mm. and you've got some um decision making to do but you're the navigator. You you you're deciding where you're going. Whereas the other options, they happen to you, and that's hard. Yeah. And then, so just to summarise, then the three um, themes that have come up multiple times, which we think are, are kind of critical to the journey of change, and we're going to keep looking for them as well, just to validate this more. Uh, the importance of support teams, so cheerleaders, positive people, people that are um, helping you on your journey, or you know, a mentor, someone who's been there, done it. Yeah. Um, then we've got being childish and how that there's something about 
children not feeling fear in the same way and being excited about the new and the unknown and exploring. And then, what was the third one? Uh, trading with other currencies. Yeah. So if you're feeling limited by um, something that you want to achieve but you don't feel as though you've got the requisite skills, capabilities, whatever, look for another currency because often that's a way through, that's a way of being able to sort of hack the system. Yeah, and, um, and, and, and that, the other thing which we haven't mentioned, which is, is often called resilience, but it's, it's really about understanding that there will be these challenges that come your way. Mm. They will come your way. Um, they are going to feel really real, you know, and they're going to feel like you've got it completely wrong and you've failed. But if you've got the support team, you take a little bit of a childlike approach to things, um, you explore the idea of using other currencies, of trading, then you will be able to pick yourself up from that and you'll find that you're in a much better position than you were before mm. because you, you've learned. Yeah. I'm going to throw one more into the mix because I've just remembered it. And again, it's another one that's come up loads of times. Um, as you're g physically going somewhere else, this idea of like a new environment. We Again, we've been talking about this earlier today that the easiest way, this is, this is a hack, I think, is often literally going to a new place is a good way of opening your mind and seeing things, seeing new things, exploring new things, and that being a good precursor to change. But more metaphorically, I don't think you necessarily have to go to a new place. It can be you can hang out with new people. You can read things that you don't normally read. Um, you can take in new inputs and yeah. have an open mind. And by doing that, um, you are, it allows you to see things in a new way. Um, but the simple hack is go, yeah, go away for a bit, go away somewhere, go to somewhere that you don't normally go. Explore, explore. And Oliver's such a good example of this, isn't he? Where he was unsure. He knew that that current current story had come to an end around uh, the camera business that he had going on. Yeah. And then he went off to China, thinking that he was going to go find to a new technology, like some yeah technology that he could bring back to the UK and build a business off the back of. And uh, and then he finds that the thing that he's actually getting loads of energy and excitement from is reading Harry Potter and then draws a conclusion of well, why don't I start a wizarding shop and that was it that was the moment so I think I, mean, I think we said this to him at the time if he hadn't have gone to China would he have found that no don't know it, maybe if he'd gone somewhere else he might have found it maybe he would have yeah. found something else but the process of just get get going so I don't it doesn't have to be China it could be it could be somewhere else yeah, it could be anywhere. Change what you know. Change, change the stimulus. Yeah. Change, change your environment, and that that could be people, places. It could be just act as if. Yeah, yeah. And we are walking the talk because we uh, we're about to get on a boat, aren't we? Yeah, we need uh, to leave so soon. The tide's uh, almost in. Yeah, and we are literally we're living like Robinson Crusoe <laughs> because we've we've we, so once the tide's out, then we're waiting six hours. Or the opportunity to get back to um, real land and the car and all the rest of it. <laughs> but the tide's almost in and we're going to jump on the boat and um, make our way back. And Great, okay, well. Go back to civilization. Hope that was useful. Yeah, and as a reminder, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're interested in any of the talks, then just um, tweet us at lifedundiff 
and we will happily tell you about when they are. They're, I think it's one's October. The end of September and one's in October. September, yeah. October. Yeah. yeah. So tweet us and um, yeah, look forward to seeing you there. And until next time. Ta-ra. That's it folks. For show notes, head over to the website at www.lifedonedifferent.ly where you'll find links, a quick summary and you can also explore other conversations. If you're enjoying this podcast then please tell your friends, give us a good rating and remember to subscribe. We're also really keen to hear your feedback so please do let us know what you think and give us your ideas over on Twitter. You can tweet us at lifedonediff, that's double F. 